this is where I would tell you the plot of the story that we read. All I can tell you is it's about an astronaut who loses his memory and a giant muscular woman who speaks in pictograms and Ted McKeever's confusing metaphor. Gutter Trash episode 145, Metaphor by Ted McKeever. My name is Eric. And I am Jason. <clears throat> this was a comic book. It was. From Image Comics. Whoa. Your most despised enemy of comic books. You as in the listener? You as in you, Jason. No, I... Oh. No. Not true. Not true. <laughs> I actually like Image. Uh, not what you said between episodes 1 through 58 or No, that's not true. <laughs> I I think Image has grown as a company more than any other company I've ever seen. Yeah. As far as, like, diversifying and right. uh, trying new things and experimenting. And uh, I hardly read any of their books, but I totally respect them. <laughs> <laughs> I, sh- I should be keeping up with, uh, I got all, I, I think I've said this on here before, I got a stack of Invincible trades. Right. I've only read the first two. But that's superheroes. I know, that's why I don't read it. Because fuck superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like them. Nor should you. No, they're spandex and they're, they're, uh, adventuring. Oh, and they're ideals and <laughs> morals and high and mighty attitudes. <laughs> Their, their, uh, their jeans and their boots and their t-shirts that they bought at Target. Superman. Why are you so angry at Superman? <laughs> I'm not. I am. This is the first time I've been excited to read Superman since the last time Grant Morrison read it. <laughs> I am, I'm really glad he's doing it. As am I. And I'll pick it up. Yeah. Why you gotta be harping on what he's wearing? And his lack of, of, of powers. Of undies? Yeah. No, I'm serious. Like, I, th- I think you thought I was being sarcastic. I'm, I think it's awesome that they're starting him out, like, jumping around instead of flying around. Like, so he's building up, you know? Right. And I think the work boots and the pants makes way much more sense than, you know. Kryptonian battle armor? Yeah. 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 Like, I, I think of, like, he looks kind of, you know, poofy with his battle armor suit, but, yeah. uh, he just looks like a tough dude. You know, like I've, I've seen older dudes like working and out on the street with their jackhammers and whatever, and they're kind of dressed like Superman is. Yeah. I mean, not with the undies on the outside, but the pants wearing Superman. I am, uh, I am looking forward to Action Comics number one. Uh, mostly because I'm gonna make a fucking fortune on that book. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh yeah no I would uh, I would much rather read the adventures of a Superman who wears uh, ripped blue jeans and work boots than I do uh, one who wears armor and knee pads. Yeah, it's easier to relate. I mean, you do wear the knee pads all the time. I do, I do. Well, that's because yeah. I give a lot of blowjobs. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, see, I thought you did like maybe some electrical work on the side, no. and you're always like, it's the it is the blowjobs. Blow yeah. yeah. Okay. And my doctor told me that I really needed to start wearing knee pads because they were, you know, the the ligament was getting torn oh, up. Oh wow! And so you really get in there and you? I do. I, wow. I, 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 you know, you can move around a little. Right. It's like when I uh, when I work uh, uh, on the computer, you know, uh, coloring or using Illustrator or anything like that. Uh-huh. Like for some reason, like, uh, like in my head, or, or sometimes even when I play video games. Like, mm. like in my head, it makes me feel as if I'm accomplishing something more. If I'm like pressing on like the mouse button, oh yeah, and yeah. just like gripping the mouse, oh, like, like it's like, like a death grip. Like know? when people move the 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 
uh, video game controller up right, in the right, areas right, yeah, if yeah. that fucks him. And uh, so when I'm giving blowjobs, like, I am digging my knees into that ground. Right. Yeah, you got to establish a primary balance. Exactly. A, a I center am, of... Exactly. Right. And uh, I'm just, uh, you know, i got to work it. And it's for some reason, like, if uh, if my knees aren't bloody right. by the end of it, like, I don't feel like I've done my job. I always tip a hooker extra for her knees are bloody. Right. <laughs> Good job. I'm proud of you, sir. I didn't know you were one of the few in the... Few in that upper echelon of. Yeah. I'm part of the brave and the bold. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> the brave and the bold of knob slobbing. Not of not of fighting crime. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> well, that's cool. So yeah, that action starts uh, this week. Yep. Probably like a day or two after this airs, I'd imagine. It's exciting to see how. I, th- I think Justice League, like, uh, in my store, it sold out in, like, three hours. Right. And we ordered, uh, like, the same amount that we usually sell in, you know, like, four months. Right. We We doubled that, and, uh, we sold out in three hours, so. That's cool. Yeah. Too bad it was a terrible book. <laughs> That's what I've heard on one of my favorite podcasts. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Lignite. <laughs> Actually, I haven't listened to that episode, but... But uh, I've heard through uh, the grapevine that you and Joe neither one really liked it that much. Not a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was uh, go listen to to the bonus episode of League Nights that came out last week uh, to uh, hear mine and Joe Grunewald's opinions on uh, the new Justice League, the the first comic of the new DC relaunch, the one that is supposed to represent everything that is all about uh, what is going on. One that's supposed to grab new readers and old readers and lapsed readers and everything and everyone, and it failed on every possible level. Really? Yeah. Even with the, <clears throat> you know. Even with only featuring two members of the Justice League out of the six or seven that are on the cover. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't always judge a, you know, uh, what do they say, you know. Uh, you can't judge a convict based on... Shoddy evidence. That's right. That is right. That's what I was going for. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, and then, uh, for Jim Lee and Jeff Jones, you know, three strikes you're out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, oh, I've somehow went into a baseball analogy. Yeah, not sure. Uh, foul ball. Foul ball, sir. Foul balls indeed. Mm. Much like Jeff Jones and Jim Lee probably have. Foul balls? Foul balls. Like they smell? Okay. Or they're just not working properly? Probably smell bad. Okay. This is my first uh, thing about that. Hmm. Uh, you know. Yeah, you would know the ball sex better than I do. Well, you know, uh, I've generally found people who do, uh, for a living, you know, sit for for the most part. Right. You know, as, as a Jim Lee and a Jeff Johns might. Probably, you know. like behind a keyboard or a drawing table. Right, yeah. Uh, balls tend to get uh, a little smelly right. when uh, you're just uh, sitting there stewing. Maybe they're, maybe they're like in a, you know, you know, like, I don't know what they would call a toilet-shaped chair, you know, where like the oval in the middle is missing. A uh, toilet. A toilet. <laughs> maybe they sit on a... Or uh, maybe one of those James Bond torture chairs from Casino ooh, Royale. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they have torture chair, toilet, whatever they have. But maybe their balls hang freely, uh, and then there's a, like, a oscillating uh, fan of some sort in their drawing. Yeah, or, they are rich men. Oh, yeah. I bet they could afford that. They might even have a bidet in right. their, in their uh, office chair, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just to prevent the aforementioned ball sweatage. Right, right. Eh, could be, could be. They are wealthy, wealthy men. I hope everyone involved in the new DC relaunch gets rich enough to afford a bidet having office chair. Yes. That's what I hope it really amounts to. I don't care if the new readers come in. Right. But I just hope the retailers order so many copies of those number ones <laughs> <laughs> that all those artists and writers can afford clean ball sacks. Even Gail Simone. Even Gail Simone. Her leathery, smelly ball sack will be the cleanest of the bunch. This is my dream of the future. (laughs) (laughs) But we're not here to talk about ball sacks. No, no we're not. We are here to talk about uh, this book, Metaphor, by Ted McKeever, who uh, 
I believe it is a crime that he is not attached to any of the new 52 books. Oh, that would be cool, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, especially maybe like Dead Man or something. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he'll, because uh, I guess there's that uh, DC Presents anthology. Maybe he'll uh, do a story in yeah, that. Yeah. Who knows? Do you remember he did a, a Batman story years ago? Yeah. Like Legends. In Le- yeah, Legends of the Dark Knight. Yep, yep. Batman was in a all-white, I believe. Yep, yep. Yeah. He also did the uh, the sort of uh, adaptations of uh, Metropolis, uh, Nosferatu, and, That's uh, right. Something. Oh, uh, I forgot all about those. You know, like adaptations of the old silent yeah. movies, but featuring Superman, Superheroes. Batman, and uh, Wonder Woman. I think I only ever read the uh, Batman one. Yeah. Uh, I did a couple issues of the clips, so way back when. Yeah, yeah. Just a couple cool. issues of uh, Ultimate Spider-Man Team-Up, uh, introducing Ultimate Doctor Strange to the uh, oh, Ultimate wow. Universe. I never read those either. A uh, couple issues of uh, Spider-Man Tangled Web. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else has he done? Was it Tangle Web or was it Web Spinners? Uh, I think it was Tangle Web. Maybe it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Um, he did uh, mostly, The Extremist mostly. with oh. uh, Peter Milligan. Yeah. Mostly, mostly. Uh, uh, Probably best known for his creator and stuff. Yeah, yeah. His, like, writer, or he is the writer and the artist. Right. He has done some team-ups over the years. Yeah. Did you do some Doom Patrol way back when? I was yeah, thinking, like, the Rachel, the Rachel Pollock stuff. Oh, uh, since Grant Morrison was off that book, so was I. Yeah, I was thinking he did some of the later Doom Patrols, but... I don't know. I do know that uh, ever since I started reading comic books, uh, like, like, super getting into them, like, I would get... Uh, probably mentioned it before on, uh, on here, the, the American Entertainment Catalogs. Oh, okay. Uh, or, uh, I don't know if you mentioned that or not. All right. And his work you, was... You do know what those are. Uh, American Entertainment Catalogs. Was it all comics? Mm-hmm. Was that from Capital, maybe? Uh, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. It what was is... like a separate company hmm. that uh, you could... Uh, I mean, they mostly dealt in back issues or trade paperbacks and graphic novels and whatnot. And uh, like, I mean, they would they would uh, you know occasionally have new books, but like you know, if you ordered them, you wouldn't get them like two three months later or whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> they were kind of a smaller distributor, though. I don't. No, I don't think so. I think uh, the guy who owned that company is now in charge of Diamond. Oh, Steve Gippy. Steve, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. they were like super huge back in like you know, 1989, 1990. You know? Wow, I don't even remember that. Oh, I don't know a lot about comics though. This is a lot about comics. <laughs> this is about comic uh, retailing. I was which is your career. That was before I was <laughs> working. 89. I was uh, merely a child back then. <laughs> um. But anyway, uh, so I would get these catalogs month in, month out, and uh, uh, I would always see ads that, that uh, to this day, like, stuck in my head, and, uh, you know, some things I checked out, some things I never did, but, mm-hmm. like, uh, some of the ones that just always stood out to me were things like The Tick, uh, The Trouble with Girls, yeah, and Metropole. Yeah? Yeah. It's very striking imagery. Yeah, it is. It's like, uh, uh, like, yeah, the reason. Which is Ted McKeever's book. Ted McKeever's, I yeah. should mention, because that's what we're here to talk right. about. Right. Well, yeah, like, we were <laughs> just moments ago, or half an hour ago, as time rambles <laughs> on the show, but, uh, uh, we were talking about all the different things he's done, and, like, one of the reasons I think we both were bringing that up is he's done a shitload of stuff over the years, and I think I know five people, and, Ever who have even heard of or or like who who are fans of him who are like right. recognize his name like um, who follow his work or even think he's talented at all right right and uh, that to me is bizarre because yeah. his stuff is so different and and recognizable like it's like when people see uh, Jeff Darrow or Mike Mignola or uh, Mike Allred or you know all these people who have such a distinct style. Right. Ted McKeever is by far, or not by far, but like most assuredly in that category. Right. Yeah. Where he is doing something completely different from everybody else. Right. 
Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, because of that, I think that turns off a lot of your average comic fans. Right. And, uh, you know, because they don't want to, they don't want to see that. You know, the people read the, those two issues of Ultimate Spider-Man Marvel team-up thing and, and said, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> that does seem like an odd, like the Batman thing makes more sense to me, like right. Nosferatu, like all, all this like darker, um, it's, it's kind of like whenever, uh, Mike Mignola did, uh, like that Cosmic Odyssey miniseries that was like just tons of superheroes. It's like, that doesn't seem to fit his style as much as, you know, when he did, uh, like Gotham by Gaslight or, right. or whatever. Um, yeah, Ted McKeever, I think, like even, uh, um, yeah, yeah, Batman makes sense. Even in Doctor Strange a little bit, but I don't, I don't know about like Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, like, right. or whatever. It seems kind of an odd place for his style to try to work. Yeah. But, you know, it's distinct and it's, uh, he's good. Oh, he's yeah. incredibly good. He is. He, uh, I believe he's in my top ten favorite artists of all time. Wow. I do, do believe so. That is a bold statement. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I make up bullshit top ten lists all the time. So. Yeah, yeah, I do it. Uh, that, the one I just made up, that's, uh, probably a number, probably a number two on the most ridiculous top ten list I've ever made in my life. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I've, uh, my brother, uh, when I was a kid had a bunch of Eddie Current comics and Transit comics, yeah. and Metropole, and I used to read his stuff when I was ki- a kid and I remember his art just kind of having a, one of those effects on me where I'm like, whoa, I've never seen anything like that before. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, as a kid, I probably, uh, did not appreciate it, but I, I certainly do now. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm uh, especially after reading this, I'm definitely in awe of his his style and uh, what he can do and, and his skill. You know, cause it is definitely it's a style that he's developed long after he learned how to do all the basics. You know, you oh, can yeah. tell that. Yeah. Uh, like like he knows. Like this is a guy I'm sure could draw something super realistic if he wanted to. Yeah. But then why would he want to? Because he's nailed down this incredibly. <laughs> awesome look well it's funny that you mentioned that because some of the images in here are the most realistic oh, yeah. Yeah. figures i've ever seen him draw because i think his stuff was a lot more chunkier yeah, yeah, yeah. chunkier cartoony it almost looks like what are those tools that people lay down a, a cement and mortar with those like triangle shaped tools yeah like some of his old stuff looks like that's one of his you know drawing tools right, right. and uh and and there's a lot more like Thin lines and like realistic figure drawing, um, right? Have Some that. fine uh, shading and ink work. Too. Yeah, kind of, kind of, uh, kind of reminds me a little bit of Sam Keith. Um, I never would have thought that in his work before, but uh, after reading this, like just some of the the lines that he uses and the like diversity that he uses, um, kind of reminded me of Sam Keith in this in this book. Interesting. I did not get that at all. No, no. But whatever. No. I'm not going to argue with <laughs> We've fought enough. Yeah, yeah. Because I think we're heading towards a fight here. Oh. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I bet we're not. Because <laughs> uh, I'm going to I'm gonna be 100% honest about this uh-huh. right now. Uh... I didn't understand a goddamn thing that I read in that book. Yeah. <laughs> Not a single little thing did I get what was happening. But golly, wasn't it pretty? Oh, it was gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes me feel a lot better. Because uh, I think I'm getting dumber as the, as the years go by. Yeah. But uh, This made you feel really dumb? It made me feel like I was missing something. All right. Like I, it made me feel really dumb. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, well, I was like, okay, okay, it's called metaphor. Right. So let's start there. Yeah. You know, like, there's a lot of abstract representational imagery and uh, plot devices. Right. But I read the entire thing with no distractions, like no TV on, nobody else in the room, and, uh, yeah, I didn't get it. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so I reread it. I okay. sat down and reread the entire thing again. Alright. Um, except for the second time around, I skipped all of the, uh, police radio, uh, transmissions. Yeah. Which, 
We're distracted. There was, I think there was one panel in the entire, like, hundred and something pages. That references it? Yeah, where, yeah. where, like, it makes you think, okay, this is actually part of the story. Right. Where he, uh, thinks the transmission's coming from a bullet or right, something. Yeah. And then every other time it's like, it bears n- no effect on the story, doesn't relate to the images you see. Nope. And yet it is, con- it, like, recurs and recurs page after page. Yep. <laughs> Alright. I'm uh, glad I, I'm not the, the only one here uh, who who thought these things. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Well, if it is that one of us is too dumb to understand it, it's it's uh, spread into the other one. <laughs> like, we're both becoming dumb. Um, I mean, I get some little pieces of it. Like, he's trying to say, like, I what I got from it was that he was trying to say something about um, not holding on to the past and like, it's okay to start over and like, don't worry so much about, you know, uh, making all these rational connections to what's come before. But, you know, if you need to go in a different direction, go in a different direction. That's, that's the basic story element I got from it. I kind of get that too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you sound so sure. (laughs) You know, that, you know, sort of, uh, yeah, just just a, a general feeling of uh, moving on and uh, evolving past a, a situation or, uh, or or something. Right. Yeah. 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 It's so it's so strange because, <clears throat> and, and like, have you have you read Eddie Current? No. It is very similar in the fact that uh, there's a there's one guy who's a little unsure about who he is, and he meets this. Like kind of giant, uh, bald, hulking woman who kind of helps him out along the way. I mean, it's exactly like this book. It's very similar, yeah. (laughs) But I like that one so much more, even though I think his artwork has gotten better. Like I think he, like you were talking about, he's refined his style and everything. But it didn't try as hard to like just be ambiguous and weird. It 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 just kind of was. It was kind of weird, but it, it didn't seem like it was trying as as hard to like. Make some sort of giant bold, uh, statement. Yeah, some yeah. sort of epiphany or, right. or, like, yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm not gonna spoil the ending, but it even ends on the, in this way that you're like, I feel like I'm supposed to be having an epiphany. Right. Like, right. I'm, like, it should be like, when you watch the last, like, two minutes of American Beauty and you're like, wow, that was amazing. You know, but, uh, never seen that. Okay. It has one of those endings okay. where you're like, oh wow, okay, it's all, this is crazy. But it but it makes sense as opposed to this. All right. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll take your report. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I was I was kind of afraid to to bring up that maybe this is a book that was trying too hard. Right. But so I'm, I'm kind of glad that you brought that yeah. up. <laughs> oh, yeah, it really does feel like that, and like. I don't think it's anything against him because I think, I think he's a really good storyteller, especially for having such experimental art style. Right. Um, because sometimes that, like even, even someone like Paul Pope every once in a while, I'm like, I can't even tell what's going on in this panel because right. it's so weird. But, uh, but yeah, I think he's a really good storyteller, but I just think this, the story that he told here is just so abstract. Right. And like, you know, metaphorical, obviously, that, like, I, I like I think maybe if he had like one big metaphor in it where like the astronaut represents something and right. you know like maybe that would have worked me- better but I, I think like there's like a thousand forty one uh metaphors in this book. Right. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's a bunch of little things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know much what else to say about it. <laughs> it I mean yeah, it's just like I'm flipping through right now and the imagery is awesome. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's so meticulous and uh, it's just, it's beautiful and like there's some great flashbacks and there's some great scenes like, uh, the astronaut, uh, he, you know, he's, he's walking on the moon and he sees an exit sign and he's like, what the hell? Why is there an exit sign on the moon? And you find out, you know, he's not really on the moon. Right. Um, and that, that's really cool. There's some really neat scenes, but it just, it never really like congeals. Right, right. It's all just like it's like looking at a you know 
a hundred abstract paintings that are all part of the same exhibit, and like you're trying to like some together. Yeah, uh, you're like yeah, you're yeah. like does this co- cohese somehow? And, right, right. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, it's a. I mean, obviously, because because I think I don't know if I read it in. Because I have the single issues, you have the trade paperback, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know if I read it like in the introduction of your trade paperback, trying to see if there was like, I was trying to see if there were like notes from the author <laughs> right. in the back this that explained could, it. This could have really used that. Uh, which it doesn't, uh, but it does have an introduction, and I don't know if I read it there, if I read it online, but I guess he initially wanted to make this one big graphic novel. I I heard that, and like Valentina or somebody said, told him not to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder why. I like it, he said it was easier to promote as single issues, yeah, yeah. but I wonder if that's really why. I don't know. I I don't know. But yeah, there's a trade paperback out now, so yeah. Yeah, he just needs to promote that. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, so uh, anyway. What I was trying to say was that uh, I mean, he initially attended it as uh, one giant graphic novel. Uh, he obviously he obviously has an idea of what he's doing, right? Uh, like, that, cause, yeah, he was ready to slog through it all, right, right. Uh, but uh, he it really seems like it's there's like a bunch of just little really good moments in the book. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, yeah, like you said, it, it's like looking at a bunch of paintings and trying to make a, make it a story. Right. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> like there's, there's so many really cool parts and, and the art is amazing. I mean, it, yeah, I, like yeah. I almost think it's one of those few books that I would say is worth reading just to look at the artwork. Right. Like, I don't mean just like buying it and flipping through it randomly and like, checking out the artwork I mean but actually seeing the storytelling and everything right. even though I yeah I don't I can't really make sense of it I mean I I hardly ever like I think maybe maybe three times in the last like three years when we were doing this show I'll actually I've actually looked up and like read something about the book after we read it right, right. to like figure out what I want to talk about right. because I hadn't I was like I, I don't know what this book's about I'm going to read a little bit and I just read a quick interview with him. It might have been the same one that you read because I think that's where I read the Valentino thing. But he just said, uh, you know, it's very metaphorical and like, uh, the characters represent different things. Like, uh, the astronaut guy sort of represents, um, identity and the, uh, the lady represents language and like how they're both, uh, <clears throat> you know, you can put your own meanings on both of them sometimes and they're different for each. You know, like, if you don't quite understand the language someone's speaking, you can misinterpret it. And it's all about interpretation. And, I mean, he was very vague, because I think the interview that I read was right before issue one came out. So he wasn't giving away the ending or anything. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it's just one of those things where it is just a lot more abstract. And I don't think it, I don't think anybody's gonna get the same thing out of this that, Ted McKeever gets out of this. Right. Because I think it's... It's all him. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. I think what you're saying. Yeah. Like, like, if both of us did understand it, or air quotes understand it, right. I would imagine that they would both be completely different understandings right. of the book. <laughs> it would just be whatever you want to place on it. It's like watching a racer head, and you're like, oh, I get it. Here's what it's about. And then somebody else watches it, and they're like, no, no, it's totally about this. Right. And you're probably both just as right as each other. Right. Yeah, well, uh, I wasn't uh, I wasn't confident enough to try to make up whatever I thought this was about. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I mean, like, it's a little heavy-handed, even. A little bit. Towards, yeah. towards the end, where he's like, I don't want to spoil it. Because, yeah. But, uh... What is there to spoil? Yeah, yeah. When he's like naked and climbing a giant statue of himself. Right, yeah. It's just like, it sounds like some sort of horrible Freudian dream or yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like I can't even say that I liked it or disliked it. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. this is, this is how much I didn't understand this yeah. book, you know. But 
I think, yeah, it, solely based on just uh, the visuals and the art, uh, it's one of the best books I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, I would put it up there, like, as far as artistry goes with, like, Black Hole. Yeah. You know, wow. Just, just visually amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this may be the best artwork I've seen by him, but I would say, at least out of all of his creator and stuff that he writes and draws, right. you know, which would include this, I think this is my least favorite thing that I've ever read by him. That's, sure. that's all him. Um, but it might be my favorite drawn thing by him. Right, so right. like it, it's, it's worth looking at it if you're a Ted McKeever fan or if you're a fan of experimental art right. or just, you know, not necessarily experimental art, but just unique art, right. you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think, like, I really liked Metropole. I really liked Eddie Current. Transit was kind of weird because it, it, it changed so much. Like, the first issue of Transit looks like Keith Giffen drew it in the late 80s. Okay. It really does. Like, it looks like he's just worshiping Keith Giffen. And then by the second issue, it starts to look a little stranger. And then, like, the last couple issues look just like all of his other stuff, like right. Eddie Current and Metropole. So basically, read Transit if you want to see how he developed his style. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. So, I've uh, I've actually never read any of his other creator-owned books, so I should uh, should maybe uh, check uh, yeah. something out. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe down the road I'll pick. I've got Transit and Eddie Current. Maybe I'll pick yeah. one of those down the road. Maybe Transit's only like five issues, but Eddie Current's like a dozen issues. So yeah. I might Do be you better. have the uh, the image hardcover collection that came out? No, I just have I have the old school single issues. What up? Because uh, uh, one of those books uh, wasn't finished, and the hardcover finishes it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Wonder which one that would be. I don't know. You know, maybe it is Transit because we have all those hardcovers at Mavericks yeah. and uh, Transit. I remember thinking that it looked a little thick for a five issue series, so right. maybe maybe they finished it in there, or he finished it in there. That's cool. So not a complete waste of time, but uh, but yeah, a confusing yeah waste of time. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like like you said, you can't really say it's good, but you enjoyed the process of reading it. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed looking at it. Yeah, for the most part. What do you think? Do you think the uh, police transmissions had anything to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like like that almost seemed like. If it was supposed to be like a jarring element, it would work much better in the film. Yeah. Because, you know, you get this weird police radio thing going on in the background. You're like, well, this is weird and crazy and something's crackling. But whenever you're reading every word of it, you know, right. you're, you're really paying attention. And like, there's like even some parts that are kind of scratched out. And I was like looking like, oh, it's Oak Street. Oh, okay. That's what right, they said. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't think that that would work as well in comics as it would in. Yeah. I think you're totally right. Cause I was doing the same thing. I was like, Paying attention to every single word, and you you're know, like, "This has to mean something." Right? Yeah, like, like it's built into something. And right. Like the only thing it builds to is he thinks that the bullet is talking. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> I think it even continues after that, but it never leads to anything. That was the most bizarre thing I think about the book, because yeah. it seemed like some very concrete story element. Right. And just there were just a bunch of things. The the uh, I mean, the lady with the goggles. She took in all of his frustrations and shot them out of her hair or something. I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the, the kid, you know. Oh, and he had, like, toys that yeah, looked like the main characters. Yeah, and Thunderbutt and whatever his name was. Bosco with Bosco. the baseball bat. And... Uh, Bosco was a different guy. Yeah. yeah. Strange book. Strange. Strange indeed. Hey, I got nothing else. Yeah, I just, uh... Pretty to look at for the most part, and uh, if you if you want to really think, uh, if you want people to think you're smart, read this book and uh, tell them that you understand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or if you've read it and you do understand it more than us, please uh, comment on yeah. our page. <laughs> tell us, please. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I like to think we're not just a couple of dummies, but uh, yeah. hey, it's very possible. Well, I'm ninety eight percent sure that we're dummies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but. Uh, you know, I'd like to think that uh, there 
there's certain things we can comprehend. About. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We can. Like, like I said, I read this twice. I, I waited till today, and I read it a second time. Yeah. Um, before I went to work, but yeah, I, I figured I was like, okay, now that I know sort of how it ends up, maybe I'll look for clues and stuff right. as I'm rereading it, and and I'll just skip the, uh, you know, the uh, the police radio. Right. But yeah, it still it, it made no more sense the second time around. I was, uh, I finished reading it last night, and today, I, like, I pulled them all out again, and I was like, I'm, I'm gonna read this again before the show. You know, just, just to see if I can figure it out. Right. And, uh, I was just like, nah. <laughs> I can tell you it didn't help a second time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe it warranted a third reading? I don't uh, know. Nah. Alright, uh, let's take a break.
Hey, welcome back to Gutter Trash. Hello. What's up? Bump. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, I don't think we ever got into how this is actually. Uh, this this is almost an episode that never existed. No. Yeah. Yeah. We have not talked about that yet. I think uh, most of our listeners, uh, via the facing book and the the twits twats, uh, mm. basically have an idea of what happened. Right. But uh, just in case, uh, <laughs> uh, this is a uh, this is a long holiday weekend. Uh, this is uh, today's Labor Day. Yeah. Happy Labor Day. Uh, happy Labor Day to you. Uh, did you? Uh, Put out your Labor Day stockings and uh, hide your Labor Day eggs. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I sure did. I went to the Labor Day. I don't know, there probably is a Labor Day parade. I started to say I went to the Labor Day parade, but somewhere there probably is a Labor probably Day. probably is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, as usually what happens with a, a long weekend, uh, my bosses tend to, tend to generally let us get off early on a Friday. So I got home. Couple hours early on Friday, and I was like, "All set," because uh, uh, <clears throat> my usual plans on on Friday usually uh, I hang out with uh, one of my friends. Uh, but plans uh, for this weekend were were different, so I had Friday pretty much all to myself to to do nothing. Nice. So I was like, "I am gonna get a shit ton accomplished this weekend. I'm gonna color a bunch of shit. I'm gonna work on some art on the computer." I am going to be a madman about that. And I sit to it. Yeah. Three o'clock Friday afternoon, I'm sitting here at my computer. I'm working. I am scanning things. I am getting things ready. I am going to be on a roll. Around five o'clock or so, I'm in the middle of coloring something. And I suddenly feel a mist on my hand. Oh. And I'm like, well, that's weird. I'm not drinking water. Yeah. Okay. Having a stroke, maybe. Yeah, no, yeah, like, 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 no, it was a definite, like, like, physical mist. Yeah. Like, like, like someone had, like, spit water into a fan and it was <laughs> coming back onto me. Right. And, uh, so I look at the fan, because it was right next to me and it was on. Uh, fair, you know, I don't know, somehow did I accidentally put water in front of it <laughs> or something? Uh, but then, uh, I noticed that the the mist has become a a fine stream of water from the ceiling <laughs> onto my hand, and I look up, and there is water pouring from my ceiling onto my desk, onto my mouse, onto my keyboard, onto my monitor, onto the soundboard, onto the microphones. Oh, oh man, and. The only thing I can say is just, fuck. And I get up. Uh, I push my keyboard across the desk to the side of the desk where the water wasn't hitting. Uh, seems smart. Yeah. Uh, my, my mouse and my mouse pad door were, they, they got stuck there. The thing that I panicked about uh, the most was the soundboard, uh, because uh, without that, there would be no this. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I tried to move it away from the water, uh, but it's attached with a bunch of cords and wires. All right, right. Yeah. It wasn't moving off the desk. Oh. Uh, <laughs> at that point... I was just like, fuck it, I gotta go tell my landlord that this is happening. And this was 5 o'clock on a Friday for a long weekend. Uh, I am fucking lucky that he was actually still here. Because usually he gets off at 5 on a Friday. And he would be... He would be done. Yeah. He would be nowhere yeah. around. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, so I ran downstairs. Uh, I tried the door, but it was already locked. So I just pounded on it, and, uh, like, I just kind of stood there. Meanwhile, like, here in my apartment, water is just continuously <laughs> pouring down the ceiling. Onto all of your technology. Uh, on all my, uh, equipment here. Uh, <laughs> uh, finally I hear, hang on! And, like, the door opens, and he's like, what's going on? 
And I was like, there is water pouring out of the ceiling. He's like, what? That's not possible. I was like, nope, it's happening. There's water coming down into my office. Okay. And he, like, kind of walks out. Oh, hold on, I gotta go lock up everything. And he, like, goes back in. <laughs> and I'm just standing there. Just waiting. Just like, come on. Hurry the hell up. There's a fucking waterfall yeah. <laughs> in my office. And not some relaxing, like, bonsai style. Nope. Yeah. Uh, luckily, like, before I went down there, I had, uh, I have a trash can here by my desk. Uh, it was full at the time. I, uh, decided I didn't give a shit, and I just dumped out all the trash right onto my, uh, right onto my chair, and, uh, placed the, uh, the trash bag, trash can underneath the, uh, waterfall. The waterfall. Yeah. Uh, which, at the time, was, uh, good enough. Uh, so my, uh, my landlord, uh, finally gets done locking everything up, and I just sprint into my apartment as he takes his time. <laughs> uh, I come into the office to see that, uh, the little trash can, not enough. Oh, yeah. So I run into the kitchen and grab my big trash can. Uh, and, uh, swap them out, because, uh, that's the size it needed to be, uh, to, to contain the water Man. coming down. Wow. Was this all, was this all one, like, uh, waterfall, or was there, like, multiples? Uh, it was all from one area, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much. Uh, I have, uh, like, ceiling tiles. It was coming through there, basically. Yeah. Uh, so my landlord comes in, he sees what's going on, uh, while he's sort of looking at it, I am, uh, well, he's looking at it, he's like, oh god, I gotta go talk to the neighbors, and he, uh, runs out of the, the, the apartment, and, uh, so I'm standing here, and I finally have enough time to think, Right. and I start to unplugging everything. Uh, audio board, microphones, computer, I, I t- shut off all the power, uh, I shove everything off to the far side of the desk as I can, uh, away from the water. Uh, the soundboard pretty much took a direct hit from the, uh, the flood. Uh, uh, I've uh, unplugged all the, uh, the cords and, uh, everything that, uh, are plugged into it. Uh, and I set everything off to the other side of the office. Meanwhile, I can hear him pounding on the door upstairs, uh, and I hear him yell something, and I hear some shuffling around, and then about a minute later, he comes down, and uh, he was like, they left their sink running, and forgot about it. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. And it's not like, you know. Like, they left it running and then, like, left or anything. They were in the apartment. Yeah. And they just left it running. And it overflowed into my office, onto my soundboard. That'd be, that'd be a lot of water to come all the way through the ceiling. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's not like, you know, you're in a bunker here, but no, yeah. you would think, like, yeah. like if they just spilled a bucket of water in the floor, that'd be no problem. Right. right? Uh, well, uh, the, the, the precursor to this story is that about, uh, uh, seven years ago or so, uh, during, like, one of our massive, uh, snowstorms that we occasionally get, mm-hmm. uh, the ceiling collapsed, uh, due to the weight of snow. Uh, so, uh, they had to patch it back up and everything, and that's why I now have the tiled ceiling to yeah. cover up the giant hole. Uh, <laughs> but so that, that is partially where that water uh, escaped too. So the snow collapsed the, uh, your neighbor's ceiling, and that collapsed onto your ceiling. No, the, the snow collapsed the the roof. Okay, which is my ceiling basically. Yeah. Uh, there, for uh, like I, I don't know, it's it's not directly above me, but it is. Oh, uh, I gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, at least the floor where the sink is. Uh, but basically, like, there was already enough pre-damage there that, uh, whatever spilled over was able to come down here. <laughs> it didn't, didn't take much. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 
It's crazy. It almost seems like they're like, you know, like I could spy versus spy style. I could see them up there with like one of those corkscrew de- drills, just like drilling a hole into the ceiling and pouring water into your database. Yeah. Uh, I uh, was not happy on Friday night. Uh, <laughs> as I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I cleaned up as best as I could, like, once they, they stopped the water deluge, uh, like, like, it did stop dripping down here, uh, long enough for me to, to dry everything off, or, or at least to put things out of harm's way to, to let them dry on their own. Uh, I set Chauncey up to dry the microphones off. Uh. Good job, Chauncey. The floor was still damp for about, uh, up until yesterday, really. Uh, but the soundboard, which is, uh, would have been the, the bigger loss, because again, without that, there would be no this. Yeah. Uh, luckily, this weekend, it was, uh, super hot out. So I was able to, uh, I have like a small area just outside of my kitchen that's, uh, uh, that leads to the basement, basically. Uh, but no one ever goes through there. There's no air conditioning or fan there, so it's pretty hot in there. Right. So I, uh, basically I turned the, the soundboard upside down and I let it sit out there for like 10 hours. And it dried out pretty quickly. That is amazing. That, I, that is amazing to me that it works at all. Right. Cause you would think like, and a piece of equipment that sensitive with all the, there's like 18 ports in this thing. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, like basically holes. It's full of holes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would think like that would be some irreparable damage. Yeah. So that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, no, the only thing that I have that, uh, went, uh, beyond repair was my mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Had to buy a new mouse, new mouse pad. Uh. We reimbursed. I gave the receipt to my landlord. Yeah. To give to the neighbors. I am imagining I will never see a dime. Now, in my mind, they, Surely they came down and apologized and said, uh, you know, like, yeah, sorry, geez, what were we thinking? In a society, something like that would have happened. Yeah. Surely. Right? Yeah. We're not animals. No. But apparently we are. Oh, that, that never happened? Because that never happened. No. Oh. Yeah, have you seen them since? Nope. Yeah. So uh, I, I saw them uh, take out a bunch of laundry the next day, including a bunch of towels that they used to sop up the mess from their side. Right. <laughs> so what happens, do you think, in your in your mind when you're thinking about the next time you guys pass each other, like on the in the driveway or something? Is uh, there any any exchange at all? Or I am going to continue on the way I've been continuing on with no exchange. Yeah. Uh, if they try to engage me, I'm thinking this is the time where I finally let them have it. <laughs> because ever since they have moved in, as the listener surely knows, oh. they have ruined my life. <laughs> from, uh, from the time that they first moved in and would party till five in the morning, uh, with their, uh, obnoxious hip hop. Uh, and I say that only because it was obnoxious. Right. Because I can like a good hip hop. Yeah, you, you hip. I've seen you hop. Yeah. Mostly hip. Yeah, mostly hip. Yeah. Occasionally hop. Right. But, uh, but only do the good stuff. Mm -hmm. They do not listen to the good stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah, they, they've, uh, they've ruined my life. They've had screaming children. I've had police knocking on my door because one of them stabbed the other. We know these stories. You've heard me talk about them. Yeah. This is, my life is in misery because of them. And yet, this is, it, 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 within the past couple months, like, like, it almost seems like they've calmed down. Like, like, there has not been, there's the occasional scrimmage, maybe. Right. Uh, there's the occasional stomping around. There's the occasional time where I feel like my, the back of my neck is going to explode with stress. Right. Uh, but, but, you know, I mean, Within reason, you know, they, they, they've uh, they've stopped the cookouts. They've stopped parking their uh, hoopty mobile on the hill behind my office, so that they can listen to the radio from the car. You know, uh, <laughs> well, they're up in their apartment, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Why not? Uh, you know, this... that's industrious but annoying. <laughs> Most of this stuff has has subsided. 
but man, this is like really the first time where they literally almost fucked with my livelihood. They kind of invaded your apartment. Yes. With the uh, damage in liquids. Yes. Yeah. And not just my apartment, but like, you know, the shit I love to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I was not able to work on anything Friday night because my office was wet. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's hard to, uh, yeah, it's hard to do, uh, computer-based artwork in a soiled environment. Right. Uh, you know, uh, we almost didn't have a podcast because it wouldn't have existed had the soundboard been damaged beyond repair. Right. Uh, they fucked with the things that I love to do. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Well, in a perfect world, maybe they'll get evicted because of it. They won't. Yeah. Because someone else still pays their rent for them. Mm Mm-hmm. Which also means that I won't be seeing a dime for any of the damages. For not even the mouse. Not even the mouse. Yeah. Which uh, I had to buy the cheap mouse because that was the cheapest one they had, and sadly, it's also the smallest one they had, it, which is not going to help my wrist. I say it's, it looks pretty tiny. It is incredibly tiny. <laughs> it is not comfortable. It's about the size of a nickel. Uh, there's a button. Yeah. I have to uh, right-click with a, uh, a pin. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Well, I'm glad it was salvaged. I'm amazed, like I said, that the soundboard works. Me as well. Yeah, I talked, because uh, this all happened Friday. I talked to my landlord. He was like, well, you know, we'll see how everything is in the morning and uh, see what we can do. So I went down and talked to him when I woke up on Saturday. And he... Uh, Told me to test the equipment, which I really wasn't comfortable doing at the time, because I just wanted it to, I wanted to make sure that it was completely dried out. Right. Uh, but I did it, and it worked, so. It's craziness. Kinda hoped it hadn't worked, because then I would have, uh, tried to get a new computer out of all this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, but they may not have been able to. They wouldn't. Yeah. Have they're welfare people. Oh. Charity pays their rent for them. Well, this is why they can not. be complete dipshits yeah. without living up there. Never get evicted. See, that seems like the flaw in the whole, uh, you know, like you should at least have to be pleasant, know, decent. <laughs> yeah. Like instead of just poor, you should be poor and yet right. decent to yeah. someone. Because yeah. anybody can be poor. Yeah, any, I'm poor. Any, any fucking guy. I could quit my job and be yeah. poor and be an asshole to everybody. Right. That doesn't yeah. mean I deserve any money. Yeah, you could, uh, you know, uh, not have a job and uh, go live with your aunt. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, not even try to find a job or mm. a new place to live or anything like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't sound appealing, though. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, oh. I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> I don't know if this is something you can get into. <laughs> nah. 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 All right. All right. Oh. Let's just say we both have had uh, a bad couple of days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be a way to put it. <laughs> oh, man. Ah. Well, I'm glad it's all working now. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Um. I don't know. I don't know if uh, this is like a bold new direction for us. I mean, like nothing's going to change because of the the water damage. I don't, uh, know. I don't think so. Okay. Unless it sounds like we're underwater. <laughs> That'd be kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. As far as I can tell, the equipment uh, works. Uh, so we're we're going uh, as as strong or as <laughs> weakly as yeah. we were. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Makes sense. Ah, well. Uh, anything else exciting happen other than the the torrent of wa- of water in your working area? Uh, nope. It's been kind of quiet. It's cold now. It's very cold today. That is awesome. I had to, I had to wear pants. That is awesome. I was uh, was pretty much determined that uh, I was going to spend this long weekend not wearing pants. Yeah. And uh, yeah, here I am, in full blue jeans. You're panted up, just like Superman. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's why. It's like he's your hero. Yeah, a little bit. A little you put bit. on your pants. And... 
I put on my retractable pants because Wonder Woman's my hero. (laughs) Did they ever decide what's going on with her pants? She's wearing shorts though. Is it just, there's not, it's not retractable though? As far as I can tell, she is simply just wearing the the panties. Okay. Well, that's cool. I like her in her panties and that's not supposed to be perverted. It's just the way that she looks. Like, I like her better in a short, short pant. Me too. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, also don't give a shit if she's wearing pants or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All I care about is whether her stories are good. Yeah. And uh, the way that everybody seems to be freaking out about Brian Azzarello being the writer on the book, sounds like it may be a winner. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? They're freaking out in a bad way? Oh, yeah. 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 I've, I've generally... Uh, I generally seem to discover that uh, if the majority of the online opinion is... Uh, Something is uh, going to be terrible before it has ever come out. Yeah. Then it is most likely going to be awesome. That's cool. That's cool. Well, yeah. <laughs> Except he... for the Justice League. <laughs> oh, were people saying that was going to be terrible? Uh, no. I think actually probably that was the one that everybody had the the most excitement for. Jeff Johns, Jim Lee, right? Two big names. Yeah. Uh, that's craziness. Yeah. Comic books are a changing. Comic books are a changing. Hmm. I, uh, just a quick aside, if I could. Hmm? I follow, uh, Gail Simone on Twitter. She, she makes some statements here and there. She's been reading, uh, the various, uh, DC books, uh, before they come out and, uh, just sort of given, uh, encapsulated, uh, opinions of them real quick, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she said that, uh, Action Comics is one of the, the best ones she's read. Uh, I Vampire, OMAC, uh, you know, she's, she's, uh, said positive things about, uh, these books. That's cool. Uh, the, she said that, uh, she finally got to read, uh, Batwoman number one by J.H. Williams. Said that, uh, it is absolutely gorgeous and everybody must own it. And one of her fans responded, why are you bothering reading that book? Why don't you review something that matters? <laughs> well, that seems mean. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Cause really, what comic book actually um, oh yeah, you're right. I started to think of one, but. <laughs> None of them matter. And yet all of them matter. Yeah, they matter to me. Yeah. They're your livelihood. They are, oh yeah. They're my hobby. Yeah. My livelihood. Yeah. Uh, my. Your breadwinner. <laughs> yeah, my breadwinner, yeah. They're everything to me. Yeah. Um. People need to light the fuck up, is what I say. You know, I read another comic book this week. Oh, I did not. Bonus review. Uh, oh, wait, I did. I read... Uh, I already reviewed it. Good <laughs> League Night. Yeah. Talk <laughs> trash.net. You know, I talked before about... Something. Like Whatever. When, I don't know. <laughs> League.net <laughs> for uh, the review of the other comic I read this week. Go. Um, you know, when we when we reviewed Evil Ernie, I said, there's a guy that loans me books and they're always terrible. Yeah. Um, and then I just decided to never review anything else that he loaned me. Right. Then he went and loaned me something good. Really? Like, I didn't know he was going to loan me this at all when I mentioned that. So I didn't pick it, of course, because I already said I wasn't going to pick anything else. Uh, he loaned me the Star Slammers graphic novel, the Marvel, like, 1983 or whatever, uh, Marvel graphic novel by Walt Simonson. Yeah. It was pretty good. Huh? Like, the artwork was awesome. That's Walt Simonson, I'm imagining. And the story was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't. Right. Like a great, great story, but... Like Walt Simonson, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, like, it was by far better than the, the two things we actually reviewed that they right. loved me. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't say, like, rush out and, you know, find it on eBay or whatever. I won't. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but it, you know, it was worth reading. It was kind of neat. Uh, I think that's the only other book I've read this week. So, um, but, uh, yeah. 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 So, I don't know, should I pick a movie, I guess? You should probably pick a movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, are we starting to meander? Uh, yeah. I believe we are. Yeah. Um, well, how about we watch a movie I've been wanting to watch for a while, and I think you own? Ooh. Uh, JCVD. Oh. Yeah? Oh. I've never seen it. I believe you have. Ooh, I do have it. Yeah? Yeah. Veto. <laughs> oh. Only because I'm afraid of what uh, accompanies this pick. 
<laughs> well, I wasn't going to mention that on the show, but I was going to see what you thought about that. All right. Well, I guess uh, we're going to watch JCPD. Oh, sweet. Uh, is JC. Yeah, that's it. Jesus Christ, venereal disease. Right. I always uh, get the initials confused. Yeah. Mostly because there's a electronics company called JVC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I always want to say JVC. <laughs> and there's also Law & Order SVU that I always want to call SUV. Because of the, the vehicle. Right. Yeah. And then there's NTSF SD SUV. <laughs> Which is probably better than all the other things we mentioned. Probably. Yeah. Eh, JCPD is pretty awesome. Ooh, really? Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> Alright, let's do it. Sweet. Alright. Well, good night, everybody, and glad you're, glad we're still with you. I'm sorry we're still with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, alright. Bye. <laughs>